White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. Uh-oh, I think we're good. Cool. Is that... Are we live right now? That's we good. Got it. Yeah, you know what it is? It is, I think, uh, yeah, I've noticed that. It's like I th- maybe in the morning it's something primal. You know, you wake up and you're about ready to hunt and gather. So it's like tapping into that part of our id, if you will, and just making us more gravelly and lower toned in general. It's like it's 5 a.m. <laughs> I'm trying to sneak up on this fucking mastodon. Just, just, uh, just as best I can do. Hold on. Just, uh, yeah, <laughs> it might just be the best we can do. I think when it, it like five a.m., I think we're just like uh, yeah, yeah. And you're right. Sneaking up on mastodons. Did we cohabitate with mastodons? Oh, shit, you got me. I don't even know. Maybe That's we for, did. I mean, if, look, if the Flintstones, if the Flintstones taught us anything, that yes, we did. Yes, we did. And, and we, we used them for like a shower. I think historically accurate. Historically accurate is the Flintstones. Hanna Barbera, thank you so much for explaining to us what actually happened that's in an, history. That's, that is an archaeological like firm, Hanna yeah. Barbera. I don't know if you knew that. They're they are an archaeological firm. They go out. All of that is based on their findings. That's amazing. See, guys, you're learning stuff on the Epic Cheat Day podcast. Welcome to another remote episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast. I'm your host, Derek Strong. With me today is a very funny, very, very talented man, Christian Lawrence. We are down in St. Louis in his wonderful home. We were talking about home ownership and uh, being middle-aged and uh, how that's kind of a part of it. Let me tell you something out there. If you If you folks don't... Uh, if you don't have a home uh, and you're trying not to, just don't. <laughs> just don't. Just don't. <laughs> Derek was over there. He he saw the uh, he saw the kitchen. It was like the kitchen. There's literally a big old ceilings in the uh, big old holes in the ceiling in my kitchen because yeah, that's what happens when water starts just rolling through it. Nice. Yeah. But it's still, it's a, it, guys, it's a, we're, we're not selling it correctly. It is a beautiful home full of archaeological treasures. Uh, and uh, Christian is in a very unique position because what he does is he provides his home to comics who are passing through the St. Louis area. Uh, Rena Com being one of the preeminent Chicago comics who is now a uh, road comic. I think she's full on road comic at this point. I think she, she like parts of her probably identify with Chicago, you know, yeah. but I mean, as far as, you know, like, I mean, she's, yeah, she doesn't even, I mean, she doesn't live there. She doesn't yeah. own a house. She doesn't have an apartment. Her, have you seen the photos of her car and the modifications that Rena's made to her car? Yes. Dude, that is the coolest thing in the world. Like, Absolutely. The bed she made. And she did like one of those, like, sped up like like uh, uh videos where somebody you, you see her building this thing using wood she, it looked like something from like a, a wood I, I because i have to maintain this big old fucking house like yeah. <laughs> i watch a lot of woodworking videos absolutely and like watching rena put together her bed car was like oh i've seen those videos before that's fucking awesome i love you rena that was <laughs> awesome that's incredible and you know she's like uh, she's an example i point to to comics, which, by the way, uh, we're going to dive deeper into home ownership and learning about wood and upkeep and stuff like that. But <laughs> Rena, I just want to touch on her because for me, like she was one of the comics who I saw early on. It was just like, OK, 
That's what a comic is. And the fact that she is full-time a comedian now, that's the goal. I mean, you know, that's the goal of any comic. Comic, And uh, one of the things, Christian, that's great about my podcast is I have a bunch of listeners that aren't comics. Nice. Yeah, so uh, I I like showing them a little bit behind the curtain of what stand-up comedy is and also what it isn't. Yeah, yeah. I think people (laughs) get lost on that a little bit. A lot of people want to believe they know what it is, but a lot of it is about what it isn't. Now, how old is this home that we're in right now? Uh, I think it was built in 18, 1895. A couple years ago, guys. It was a few years ago. <laughs> a few, a few years few ago. A few years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's awesome in here, though. Um, and would you consider yourself... Okay, because I, I used to love American Pickers, the show. So would you consider yourself a picker? Uh, I don't know. I... I... <clears throat> I mean, because the you, stuff you have here seems to have, like, they seem to, like, get a lot of random stuff. Sorry for cutting you off. They seem to get a lot of random stuff, and it seems to be like you have a motif here. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you ask a dog, are you a dog, they would just kind of, like, tilt their head and look confused at you. But you know they're a dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, uh, if I can, if I can find stuff that works in the house, absolutely. Wherever I can find that mess. Facebook Marketplace is, like... I hate Facebook, but Facebook Marketplace is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. there's uh you know, for those those of you folks can't you can't see because apparently it's a, a, a audio medium. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the house is old and we try to make me and my wife try to make the house look old. Try to make it look like it's in eighteen ninety five. And so right now on Facebook Marketplace, everybody wants, you know, mid century modern stuff. Yeah. Like they're stuff from the fifties, sixties, mad men, you know, that whole look that's super duper popular. That stuff sells for a shit ton of money. Victorian stuff, like that's like the brushed shit. stainless steel look and all that. Yeah, all that stuff. You know, yeah. like you know, like uh, yeah, like uh, you know, everything that's looking kind of mod, kind of sixties. That kind of yeah. that kind of look is super popular. Victorian stuff, like I have in here, people are just like kicking it to the curb. They're just like cool, whatever. Like in the other room, I found this beautiful, like they. they you know, it's like they don't know the worth of what they have. Yeah. So yeah. I just go by and like take their like their family heirlooms for them for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Oh, this chair belonged to my grandma. I'll give a fuck. Yeah. I'm like, cool, great. I'll take it for twenty bucks. They don't know it's worth like three hundred dollars. I'm like, cool, thanks yeah, a lot. Exactly. I'll take it off your hands, <laughs> which is fantastic. And I think a lot of people they because when you think classically of antiques, that's what you're thinking of. People think of you know the chairs, the you know the desks, the armoires, the, all that, and it's like no, no, no. There's a, I, there's a lot. I mean, that, there's a huge world of this stuff, guys. And uh, the, look into it. Like I got it. I like I really. I got I got deep into American pictures. So I was like, oh my mm. god, signs from the nineteen from nineteen eighteen are worth how many thousand dollars? Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And like, so I could completely see how you could get into that very easily. Because I mean, you know, this is a hey, like like with comedy, it's a sub. There's it's a culture to it in and of itself. Um, and you're right, Facebook, they're the devil. Facebook Marketplace, absolutely fucking awesome. Better than Craigslist, let's be honest here, because like you have direct one-to-one contact with a person. You set it, set it up through Messenger, you know what I mean? You could vet them a little bit easier than Craigslist. Craigslist is just a rando who's probably going to give you some broken shit. Then, so. you know what? He's probably got a knife in his back pocket. Let's exactly. be honest. Let's you know? be honest. And they've got, like, I mean, it's just the platform. It's already set up. They've got, like, you can review people and everything. It's already, they already got the existing shit. And, yeah, Facebook fucking sucks, but Facebook Marketplace, booding! I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like, 
Facebook is just a ne- it's it's an it's like an unnecessary necessary evil if you will. It's you like know? and it's if I didn't do comedy or if I didn't like produce shows and put shows together, I wouldn't even I wouldn't fucking do it. It's yeah. so stupid. Like it is. the only the only reasons there is to promote shows and even like that like promoting on Facebook doesn't even really do that much. Like I found like Instagram's way better than and yeah. that's still owned by Facebook, right? Yeah. But like funniest thing about that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh it's way better, but it's the same company. Yeah. <laughs> like it's Facebook true, events, all that shit. Like I I poured a couple like the last uh History's Mystery show I did in Chicago, like I I put some money into like a sponsored post and when I went over to the uh after the show I talked to the guys who run the venue and they're like, Oh don't ever do that again. It means nothing. It goes <laughs> nowhere. I'm <laughs> like over. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I'm glad to know. Yeah, first show that I put put on Chicago, I put money into the Facebook ads, and it was just like nothing, no clicks, nothing. It was just like, oh, that was that was a complete waste of money. Last night we were talking. Did you say that you you was it Instagram? You put money in and that we had yeah. results for so for the show that we uh, that we did Chicago strong style comedy. We're going to be touring. We're going to be doing other cities. First city was St. Louis. I don't know why I had a bug in my ass about St. Louis, but since I moved to Chicago, I was like, I have to come to this city. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, Christian was on the second night of that show. Sold out. Uh, we packed out Alpha Brewing Company's event space. It was awesome. You did a fantastic job, sir. Yeah, and yeah, we promoted it on Instagram ads. And guess what? Uh, I We got something like 81 clicks directly through to the uh, Eventbrite page. Um, I and then Eventbrite, I I don't know how they figure where where the buys were from, but it was like a good percentage of the buys were from the ad. So that that's yeah. cool. Like, so, hey, this is a this is like a this this podcast is now producers' corner. Producers' so, corner. Yeah. So yeah, like that and like Eventbrite. Like we were talking about last night. It's funny how like not only like on Instagram, like like if I didn't know anything about comedy, I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna post a picture of. My poster, right? Cool, everybody's going to see it. No, it's all about reach and, like, you know, I'm not going to spend money to see people to see it. Yeah. All that stuff. And apparently it's the same with Eventbrite as well. Like, I didn't I didn't even... Why would I not have considered that? Of course it does. Yeah. You have to pay a little bit more money to Eventbrite and more people are going to see it. I don't know why I didn't think about that. That yeah. is exactly what you have to do. Exactly did, what you have to did do. Did you do that as well? I didn't do Eventbrite. Okay. Uh, I think for... Uh, one of my Chicago shows, I'm probably going to try to start running, running Eventbrite ads because I've heard good things. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. And it's like, and I get it. It's like, and we were having the conversation last night. We're looking at it from a producer standpoint, but it's like people go on Eventbrite to check out events too. And it's like, oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> exactly. You know? I didn't even think that like people actually just get on Eventbrite just to be, to, to look for stuff. And I they forgot look- about that. All that tagging and all those things, like, that actually makes a difference. Like, making sure you tag your things correctly. Like, this comedy, stand-up comedy, performance, live performance. Like, that matters. So, it does. Yeah. It does, dude. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, they're not, and they're, like, apps that are, yeah. like, good at that shit. And, like, the, it comes down to fucking money, Derek. It's, it's like, there's there are apps that will, like, find, like, what are you trying to do with this Instagram post? Uh, this is These are the tags you should put on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll automate it. You don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. So that's kind of cool because... Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not think. You know what? I, I yeah, know exactly. People... You know what? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have to... I'm not... I want to keep... I'm going to take the uh, producing 
out of production. I just yeah. want to do it. I just want to do the show. It I'm is, a, you know, yeah. And you know what? And, and it's it's great that you're saying that because like every person that I know that does both sides of it, I have met a couple people that like they love the production side almost as much as they love the stand up side. But man. If I if I could have come to Chicago, my I mean Chicago to St. Louis, my original plan was to try to get on other people's shows. Yeah. So I was like hitting them up, and then a friend of mine who does a lot of uh, stuff on the road, he was just like, "Listen, just do your own show, set it up on your on your own. You could you know put on whoever you want, get a few local comics, they'll promote it down here." And I'm just like, "Holy fucking shit!" So, Look, yeah. hey, so so your audience here for this sounds like it's. Uh, you have some comics who listen, and you get some non-comics who listen. So yeah. you comics who are listening, if you're new out there, put your own shit together, guys. Just yeah. do your own thing. Uh, as soon as you cannot become beholden to somebody else, build your own stage time. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? That's the way to do it. Yeah, because it's not going to get handed to you. And I know comics like to have this myth in their head that they're going to get so good that fucking stage time is just going to get... Listen, as you're talking, this is two producers could tell you this. We have so many options when it comes to picking comics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, if I showed you any submissions for either of the shows that I produce, you it would blow your mind. Like It's like the people who I want to put on the show are the people who want to do my show. I am not going to come to you. Okay? I am not going to come to you unless you have expressed some kind of and interest. And look, and that's the thing. Like, honestly, like, so so if you're a stand-up and you want, you know, the, the that fantasy you are just talking about of like, hey, people are just going to reach out to me and do that thing. Ultimately, in a way, that's yeah. kind of lazy. Yeah. Honestly, now think about it. It's a yeah. little bit lazy. That's fine. That's like, that is a mentality where it's like, I just want it to come to me. Well, guess what? Everybody's lazy. Yeah. If I'm a producer, I'm like... I just want to put the show together. Yeah. I'm not trying to like spend a week putting a show together. Hey, I know this guy's good. I know yeah. she's awesome. Yeah. I know she's great. Great. Put the show together. Be done with it. You yeah. know, I'm like no producer delights no. in in producing. No. There's none. <laughs> and the people who tell me they like it, it's just like, yeah, they like it because they've gotten used to it. But like when you first like stand up, like you People like it after a while. It took me three years to really have fun on stage with comedy, right? I can't imagine myself saying, you know what I'm looking forward to? Setting up a show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't... Like, I want to... I, I obviously want to do this more often. I want to do it in more cities. Do you think me calling venues, just cold calling? Like, hey, you don't know me, but... Do you think I look forward? I'm looking forward to that at all. No. Do you look forward to it, Chris? I know. Do you mind Chris not. or Christian? Which one do you prefer? I oh here's so Steve. Maybe. Yeah, like I don't Steven. Know. Steven. 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 Yeah, like listen, you gotta throw the. Yeah, the I remember like when I was uh, when I got into college. Uh, up until college, I was Chris, and then when I was in college, I learned that. Uh, I started getting, you know, bills. I get things mailed to me with my first name, my yeah, full yeah. first name on it, because I'm now I'm an adult. And the only time I was ever called Christian is when I was by my mom when I was in trouble. Yeah. And so I'm like, after college, I'm like, I'm going to reclaim this. <laughs> this is me. I'm now Christian. <laughs> you know what it. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Totally. So it, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. But that's, like that's, uh, yeah. Like there, I've heard a number of folks who are just like, you know, I, you know, I, I'm now in college. I want to, you know, ch I want to like become a. a you know, my own adult person, you know, that whole thing. Got it. Yeah. I get it. But, I like, that's the thing. It. Like, ultimately, Take when it comes to comedy, you know, comics want to get on stage. 
Yeah. That's what they want to do. They're not trying to they're not trying to spend a million years doing all the other bullshit associated with it. Yeah. You know, they want to ride that high. They want to get on stage. They're not trying to think about all this stuff. Uh, if I'm putting a show together, like you said, I'm not trying to yeah. I'm not trying to spend a thousand years yeah. talking to all these fucking places. I just want to put the show together and have a good time. Have a good time. So, I mean, I think, and, you know, it's because, uh, well, I don't want to me- mention this one person's name, but somebody mentioned to me, it's uh, somebody who uh, produces that. You know what? I'm not going to go there with this. Here's where I'm going to go with this. Hold okay. on. So, yeah, it's, you don't want to get a lot put together. I Right now for one of my shows, I have like 112 submissions that I could go through of comics that I know of that who are comics who I would actually book on the show, maybe about 70. And the comic that hasn't sent me anything, I'm sorry. I just, I, why am I going to seek you out? How? Yeah. How? Yeah. How could you? Yeah. You don't even know, like, you don't even know they exist. If they're not yeah. sending you something, if you're not taking an active role in, like, booking yourself, yeah. then, you know what, there are some really great dishwashing jobs. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Look, yeah, by all, the, by all means, apply to them. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. If you're not actively going out, if you're not even, you know, talking to producers, like, this is, that's yeah. straight-up fantasy world. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> you're not that much of a killer. So there was a, one example of a Chicago comic, um, and uh, he is a great comic, and um, they, a friend of mine said when he talked to him about getting on shows, it was like, he never, uh, he never submitted to shows. Yeah, but he hung out all the time with comics. They've seen him at open mics enough. He's been in the scene. He, he's, his roommates were comics. He was so entrenched in the comedy world that you're right. He didn't have to submit because he was always around it. But it's just most people aren't. Hang out all the time. Hang out with other comics. All of their friends are comics. Their roommates are comics. You know what I mean? They're they're hanging out at the clubs all the time. You know what I mean? Like if you're not yeah. submitting, if you're not you know like submit. Because that's the thing. It's like that's still a submission to me. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's a fucking job. You know. It's yeah. like if if I'm an employer and I'm like I just if I'm you know if I'm running a factory or whatever I'm not. I probably don't self-identify as a, a, a factory owner. I probably yeah. have a life outside of it. Absolutely. So it's like, I got to fill this job. I just want to fill this job. Who's a good can maker? Yeah. I know this guy. He's yeah. great. Or if I don't know somebody, if I don't just happen to know a guy, then I'm going to go through these applications. Yeah. So as long as you're, if you're in the scene and people know you, great. That's fantastic. Yeah. You are known. You're a known entity. Great. Put him on. I know he's funny. Yeah. But if you're not a known entity, if you're like reaching out to like a different city or something like that, or like, hey, I don't get to whatever my my work schedule is such that I don't get to go out to Derek's show on every Thursday or whatever it yeah. is, but I still want to get in contact with him, you know, yeah, send that along. You know, send if I want to Derek's show, make yourself a known entity to Derek. Yeah. Absolutely. So well, same thing with getting Christian on the show down here. I have not met Christian before today. Uh, and I asked Jessica Misra, who came down with me, and I was just like, do you know any comics down in St. Louis? She was just like, yeah, I got some names. And that's how that's how Christian got on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicole Gorey and Jason Dormeyer, who I, I uh, met through a mutual friend in Chicago. Incidentally, they hit me up, and I was just like, I want to go down to St. Louis. Let let me hit them up, and I had them on the first show. But I mean, that's how it is at this point. It's just like new city. I don't know anybody. If I know anybody that knows anybody down there, that's who I'm going to trust more than anybody else. Yeah. When I'm doing a history mystery show, yeah. like the like the last one I did in Chicago. Jessica helped me put the whole thing together because that show 
requires a certain kind of performer. Yeah. And I don't know. Is that know the one the where scene. people have to be historical figures? Yeah. Or yeah. Do, so uh, they'll yeah, do like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, like uh, Jessica. What was, a concept, by the way. It's, buddy. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> but it's like, it requires a certain kind of performer. And if yeah. I don't know that scene, not only do I have to know just, hey, who's a good stand-up, but I need to know who's a good stand-up who can also do this weird thing I'm trying to do, this weird homework show. Yeah. Man, I gotta talk to people. I gotta spend a million years getting to know these people, vetting people. Now, luckily, Jessica knew like, oh, she's like, oh, you need to talk to Alex Collier. You need to talk to this and that. Blah 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 blah. And then now I get to know these people, and I get to know that kind of niche scene there in that city. But it's exactly like you're saying. If I, it goes, it goes the other way. Like yeah. if I'm a producer and I'm trying to put something up, if I don't know these comics, I have to make myself a known entity. Absolutely, I got to go out and I got to reach out and like. You know, like Derek's coming to St. Louis. He's got to be like, hey, I'm Derek. I've done this show. I've been doing this for blah, 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 blah. He got yeah. You kind of have to convince people. I'm not like a ding dong. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. So it's all, it's all, it, that's ultimately just comes down to it. This is just a fucking, it's like anything. It starts off as like a fun thing to do. And then yeah. it becomes like uh, an intensive hobby. And yeah. then it becomes like a business. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like anything else. It's like. If you start getting, like, if you're a tattoo person and, like, oh, I really like this cool tattoo of Eric Cartman I got in 1994. I love this Eric Cartman. And then, like, a few years you got more tattoos and you're like, you know what? I love these. I'm going to become a tattoo artist. And then eventually, like, oh, I'm going to start my own place up. Yeah. It all, it's all the same thing. It's just a matter of, like, a a thing you enjoy and then you you become the one. Yeah. You become that guy. Exactly. And just build on top of it. Like, and I, listen, uh, knock on wood. I heard it. There it is. Oh, wow. I just shook the entire <laughs> yeah, table. The we're, whole, we're keeping the whole house all of is, this in there. The whole house is brittle. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a charming way. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm glad that this show, like, I was expecting so many more hits. And I know that this show was the exception and not the rule. That, uh, especially from what I've heard of other people setting up shows outside of the city and uh, having to go someplace, it's like the fact that. You know, uh, that they actually had a PA system, the fact that they had a microphone, the fact that they had like a staff in the back willing to sell drink. You know what I mean? The fact that they were willing to facilitate for us and get us chairs and tables. And it's things you don't think of. Like, uh, I'm doing a show in Topeka, Kansas at the end of the month. Claire Sunby, one of my favorite people in Chicago comedy, she put it together and the person that she was talking to, the event coordinator for the theater space, literally just got the job. So Claire had to be like this. Okay, so who are you getting for drinks for this venue? Who are you getting for this? And I'm just like, you know what I mean? It's just like, wait, you're doing their job for them? She's like, yeah, at this point, I kind of am. Yeah. It, it, Where some, are you guys getting your chairs from? You at, know what I mean? Like, at some point, like, if, as a producer, if the venue isn't doing that work. Yeah. It falls on you. It's all on you. You have to do that job. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. Like, so there's a space in, so in, you know, you Chicago, you might have a lot of Chicago listeners, I don't know. There's a space in Chicago called uh, North Bar. Oh, North Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Absolutely. So, oh, oh, we, every comic here knows, you know North, North Bar. Bar. Yeah. So, like, so it was first suggested when I'm doing, they're like, hey, where should I put up History Mystery? Oh, they should do it at North Bar. I talked yeah. to the folks over there. You know, it was great. The, the thing is, the guy who, the the folks at North Bar, yeah. they don't do a lot of promotion. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's, they're very kind to give me a spot for free that is 
fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. Yeah, that's. But there's there was no promotion done. There's no the 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 work of a producer. Usually, like if you're a venue owner and you want people to come out and buy drinks at your place, you're thinking you're going to at least try to promote the stuff happening at your at your Absolutely. space. That venue I found does not assist in that way. So I had to do all that remotely. I'm like, hey, here a venue owner. Here's some posters. Here's this. Here's this. Yeah. I'm out from out. You know, miles and miles away, I'm giving this person this stuff. Now the, the, the history mystery is going up over at uh, 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 what's it called? The uh, um, uh, what's that news? We were just talking about it last night. Lincoln uh, Lodge. Uh, Lincoln Lodge. Yeah, they do great. Bravo. They do yeah. all that work because yeah. they're concerned about their venue, and so it's like they're helping promote. Yeah. Thank God, I don't have to do all of that work. It's all again. It's just a. It's just a business. It's like, and your friend who has to like. Your friend who has to contact the venue and the venue owner is new or the they're managing yeah. the venue they don't they don't know what to do. It's like, man, I really wish I didn't have to do that job. Absolutely, and it's just like it's like being mindful of that. Like, and I know going forth, just hearing from her experience and just hearing from other people's experiences, it's like there are questions that I'm gonna have to ask beforehand. Just like there's questions that you know that you have to ask. I know, guys, we're getting way into the technical. We're gonna have fun with this episode too. <laughs> Cause you know what you know what I forgot to ask you. Also, I ask you all of my uh, all of my. I was gonna say all of my patients. Wow. Yeah. Well, well Doc, can I can I take down my pants real quick? I'm gonna show you something. <laughs> <laughs> Just cough for me, buddy. Yeah. Uh, don't don't ask why my hand is where it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. By by the way, we're gonna have to talk about because uh, you and I are in the colonoscopy age. So, yeah. We're uh, yeah. There. We're getting, getting there. there. Um, but before we saw, we talk about the insides of our assholes, uh, let's, uh, let me ask you this question. What is the greasiest meal you had all week? Cause that's how we're going to name yeah, the episode. I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, and it's St. Louis by the way. So it is, that is not a stretch to ask that yeah, question. It's yeah. 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 So, all right. I'm going to go. Derek came into town, and uh, we were going to go to a place called Uncle Bill's, but it turns out the Uncle Bill's was uh, all filled up. I want to say it was probably um, the uh, what is it? Uh, the the hash. Uh, it was like a, like a scramble, a hash scramble at Uncle Bill's. It was like you know, like scrambled eggs, uh, potatoes. It was like you know, like whatever you get over at Denny's. Yeah, like yeah. all that shit, all mixed up, just on your plate. Like, nice. like it was scooped out with an ice cream, oh, with an ice cream scoop. Love it. Greasy. Fucking awesome. Love that shit. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you can't... Look, this is... That's this what is, I like about breakfast food, man. It's just like, give me a spoon or a straw and I can <laughs> suck it up. I, it doesn't have to be pretty for me. Beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. When we were over at the diner the other day, you got a slinger. Yeah. Love a slinger. Slinger's awesome. Who doesn't love a fucking slinger? That's not yeah. just a St. Louis... Th- those things they have in Chicago as so well? So, we... So, there's one place called... And, and Chicago Comics know this place because it's 24 hours. It's 24 hours during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's called Diner Grill... And they have like a menu item they promoted called the Slinger, right? That's where I first heard of it. And then when I was looking up like local foods that are, you know, do I want to say indigenous to St. Louis? Uh, a local eatery? It came up. I saw the Slinger on there. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. The thing that Diner Grill has. And it turns out that Diner Grill uh, brought it over from St. Louis. Yeah. That's all yeah. over the place in St. Louis. It's awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell people what it is. So a Slinger. 
is um, it's two meats. Now, it, now in uh, in Diner Grill, they use two hamburger patties, but the one I had yesterday used pork sausage. Mm-hmm. It's pork sausage on, on top of hash browns uh, with two runny eggs on top, topped with chili, topped with cheese, and topped with onions. And they serve it to you in a bowl because they know you're a savage and you are not civilized enough to handle a this, plate. I mean, and not only that. Yeah. This plate, a plate can't contain this. It can't. It's too, it's too much, it, it's too much of a goopy mess. Oh, I love it. To deal with. I and love like, it. You know what? No chewing involved. It's just all, <laughs> the green, yeah, exactly. It's just, it just, it just flies down your gullet. It's, uh, I love the word gullet, by the way. God, cool. man, like, uh, a slinger, I remember when I first, uh, when I first heard about a slinger and I didn't know exactly, like, what is this? What am I looking at? And... That shit was fantastic. I yeah. I loved that stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. So we had well, a little bit of a technical hiccup here with yeah. the uh, Epic Cheat Day podcast, but we always do. We have like uh, so one of the things about the house. It's a really old house, but I I have a lot of home automation, and so I just remotely tried to turn on the lights using my phone, and it made everything just stop. Yeah. The whole everything just stopped. So sorry yeah. about that, folks. Yeah, we had a bit of an audio delay. It was interesting though, so that's good. It's yeah. good to it's good to know that, you know, modern conveniences can be in an old home, but yeah. You know, it, and uh yeah, man, we're barreling towards a a, a cy- I call it the cyborg future cuz with our phones right now, we're cyborgs. I mean, we're we're part machine. All of our knowledge base is carried with us on our hands. Where where to go? It's just like oh, now I know where to go because I have this thing. So it's like yeah. hey, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna say the little assistant's name in here. I'm gonna say hey Dingus. I'm like hey Dingus, <laughs> find me a slinger. And she'll be like hey, uh, I'll go over to uh, Union Station downtown or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the Elon Musk's invention Neuralink? No, what the hell is okay, that? Okay, so like this is a real thing. People think it's no, it's a real thing. They demonstrated, and the way they demonstrated was probably the, the thing that freaked me out the most. So what it is is it's a it's an implant in your head to help you interface with electronic devices. And the way they the way they showed it off was they showed a, a chimp with the implant playing a game of pong. And it was doing it flawlessly. I was like, what scared me more than that was the fact that a chimp can understand the game pong and play it. The 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 brain implant part was secondary to that. Like I was just like, wait, chimps can do what now? He's like, he's like, makes me feel bad for all the chimp meat that damn. I've eaten in my life. Next time I'm gonna be fucking on fucking Call of Duty. And this chimp's gonna like <laughs> no scope me. I'm not. God damn it! God damn it, Coco! You know, you know, you know that there's like you know teams in other countries that are trying to figure out a way to train the chimp to play fucking Call of Duty. Fucking, of course yeah. they are. Why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not? But I, that was another thing too. Like uh, when pro gaming first took off, there was a team in China that uh, they were training them so hard they would actually have bad matches because they were just it's such a grueling pace of trying to train these kids to play. God yeah. damn, dude! Yeah. God damn! It's like I remember when they used to like pay folks to like grind uh, and get like in app gold in like world of warcraft world of and warcraft. shit like that yeah, remember yeah, that yeah. like from like five six years ago whatever the fuck it was yeah i remember that stuff man yeah that was wild 
Yeah, I, I officially checked out from online gaming early on. Like, uh, friends of mine, I was uh, friends with some uh, wealthy kids, and uh, they were playing uh, EverQuest. Do you remember EverQuest? Yeah, of course. All right, so uh, <laughs> this blew my fucking mind. Two things two things happened relatively close to each other, and I was just like, okay, I can never be a part of this. I didn't have a computer at the time, didn't have the money, and like they were, like, they were dropping shit tons of money into having a good enough computer to play this game, right? And they're like, so the t- here are the two things that happened. So one, uh, a friend of mine gave um, gave another friend two hundred platinum, in game platinum, and I was just like, this you're giving that to him for his birthday? Why? He's like, this oh that cost me like eighty dollars. It was like eighty actual dollars for game money. Like, that concept just melted my brain. And then he was talking about all this loot that you get. Some of it goes for thousands of dollars. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I can kind of see, like, on, like, a mobile game, maybe, like, oh, yeah. you know, I want to get to the next level, so I'm going to spend 50 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Could, I'm, I could be hip to that if I'm really into the game, but, yeah, yeah I'm not... I can't. Nah. I can't do that. No, nah. I can't do that, man. Nah. Just, I just. I just couldn't do that. And then when I saw his game timer, you know, like uh, they show a stat screen of how long you've been playing the game, right? And I'm not kidding. It said a number on there. It, was just, it said something like sixty something days, such and such hours, such and such minutes, such and such seconds. I was like, when they say days, that's how many days ago you bought it. He's like, no, no, no. That's twenty four hours times sixty something. I was like. Days of your life. When like, it's a, yeah, it just like, goes Whoa. up, like it goes like time spent online just goes nine 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 nine, <laughs> and then eventually it goes so far, it just goes rolls back over to zero. Yeah, exactly like, like a car. Yeah. I spent so much time doing this. I I'm I know a lot of gamers. I know a lot of that. Like yeah. I've got a a group of friends. Uh, shout out to Meme Team. A uh, lot of gamers on there that that kind of group chat. I can't do it. Yeah. Look, I'm you know I'm. And I'm, I respect people too. That may, that's what makes you happy, maybe. dude. It's yeah, all no. about. It. It's like that fucking what we were talking about earlier. If that's the thing, like, hey, I get into gaming, then I get into pro gaming, blah 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. I'm I'm 95 years old. Yeah, I don't have time to play these games. <laughs> I, I wish I did. I used to. I loved yeah. them. I loved playing games when I was younger. But I can't. I just don't have time to do that shit anymore. It's tough. Yeah. It's like uh, and all the modern games. Like I, you know, I have, I have a bunch of like, you know, like uh, a bunch of classic uh, classic emulator consoles. It's Hell yeah. Handles. And it's just like I can handle games that max out at maybe 20 hours that I could spread across multiple weeks of playing. But like the ones nowadays, they're they're jobs. I mean, they yeah, literally. They're... There's a lot of bitch work in them now. I don't need yeah. this, you know. Yeah. You got to you got to grind on these games and shit. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. I and I'm have... glad it's there and I'm glad people are into it and I that's fine. I just yeah. can't do it, man. Do it. Yeah. Can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. The uh like like I like to do like especially like as a pe- people often say that they don't think there are some people who think that the video games aren't artwork. But oh man, God, honestly, they, they honestly are, dude. Yeah, they really are. Like uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, like just for example, like the narrative in that's fantastic. Yeah. There's there's story. There's like there's like there's like you know a narrative in there. There's you know s- design. That yeah. shit's fantastic. I just it can't is. do it. Yeah, I just can't do it. Talk about and Red Dead Redemption. Like uh, uh, matter of fact, the, the Rockstar games, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption. There's so much you can do in those games. And anybody that doesn't want to classify those as works of art, yeah, that's bullshit, okay? Yeah. The amount of man hours that went into developing those games. And then when they came out, Grand Theft Auto is still one of the top... Grand Theft Auto Five is still a top 10 selling game to this day, and it was released 10 years ago. You know? It's fucking dope. Or was it eight years ago? Something.
something like that. It yeah, was 85 a, years ago. Now you 85. feel old. 85. Now you feel old. You feel don't old, you? don't you, listener? Don't you, listener? You know, that was on, <laughs> we're on PlayStation 23 mm-hmm. right now. That was PlayStation 3 that came out. Oh, yeah, this is going to be released many years in the future, by the many way. Many years. Yeah, we we that's how we're doing it on the Epic Cheat Day podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way, for, I, uh, honestly, man, now getting to know you and having gotten to know you yesterday, uh, great conversation with you. Let me ask you this: How long? When did you start doing comedy? When did you start on your on your uh, journey? Ninety nineteen ninety nine. Really? Yeah. Oh uh, fuck yeah! Hell yeah, yeah, buddy. Okay. I started like uh, there was this there was a show. There was a sketch comedy show on HBO called Mister Show with Mr. Bob and show Dave. Mister Show Bob and Dave. And Love I it. saw that and I'm like, man, that's wild. That's such a. D- there's such dumb things happening there. I could do something like that. So first I started over at like, first I started at the doing stand-up, and I started over at uh, the local club, the Funny Bone here in St. Louis. Yeah. And uh, I liked it. It was it was fun, but I wanted to do like other stuff. So then I started like with this uh, a sketch group, and I'm like, we don't want to try this out. I just want to try comedy. You know, I just I just want to see yeah. what I want to try everything. And sketch comedy's cool. Uh, um. Like what I didn't like about stand up, what I didn't like about stand up is that there was like bigger, crazier things I wanted to do. Like I want to do like I want to do like I don't know. I just wanted to kind of make it even weirder. But what I didn't like about sketch comedy is that I was relying on other people. Yeah. Like there's trade offs with all these. You know, it's art forms, it's performance, and there's trade offs with all of them. Like there was a sketch show I did where I talk about this to my ex sometime. Like uh, when you're doing like you're doing sketch comedy. When you start a sketch and you're doing it live, it's like if the audience isn't with you, you're fucked. Yeah. Like if they're not with you, like you're you're on a train. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's There's, on the rails and it left the station. I yeah. remember doing this uh, this show for a uh, a truck club here in St. Louis. A truck club? Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay. What's a truck club? This is for like, these guys are a bunch of truckers. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and they're like we're like they all, and it was for like Saint like eighteen wheeler trucker. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we're writing, we're writing a bunch of sketches, and we're like, man, we got to make sure this shit's raunchy enough for these dudes because you know they're going to be it's yeah. going to be wild. So we started writing this raunchy shit, and apparently it wasn't raunchy enough because we halfway through this sketch, one of the guys just stands up and just goes, "Say pussy, <laughs> say pussy." And I'm like, <laughs> got to keep going. You got to keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, I, man, I, I, if it was more of like a stand-up situation, we could just switch. Absolutely. Be, like, you know, but you're stuck. You're stuck. Uh, so that's like, you know, I like I like all kinds of comedy, and I like different things about them, and that's why I kind of want to make, when I put shows together, I want them to be things that are like a little bit of kind of different things. Uh, I, I I like to pick and choose. Absolutely, I like to pick and choose. And with that many years under your belt, you know you've seen every angle of this fucking business. Uh, yeah, yeah, have that luxury. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's just like, and uh, yeah, I respect that. I mean, I I was telling you last night, like I didn't have fun on stage for the first time until about last year because I was always in my head like. Oh God! I just gotta remember my set. Please let them. I want people to think I'm funny, and then once I realized that, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm funny." Now I'm doing this a little bit more for me. I got into a conversation with another comic about this, and it's back and forth because I know a lot of people, um, and and they're not wrong for this. You know, it's just uh, we're of differing opinions. They're like, "Well, when we go on stage, we're there to serve the audience," and I'm like, "That's a good way of looking at it." I personally, I. 
I love people, but when I'm on the stage, I'm there to serve me. Yeah. I, I, I know that sounds like me being a selfish prick, but, like, <laughs> I want to have a good time. I want to have the best fucking time possible. And I've noticed if I'm having a good time, the audience, they have a good time. Yeah. That's yeah. all it comes down to. Like, you know, I mean, obviously, if there's a shitty crowd or if you're, you know, like, you're having a bad day or some, like, shit like that, that's always going to happen. You know, yeah. there's, there's nothing you can do about that. But if you're not into it, guaranteed the audience going to be not into it. Absolutely. So now that you've done that time and you're like you're at that spot where like oh I'm starting to enjoy this now, your sets are going to be so much fucking better. Yeah, and they have been. Yeah, man, they have been. I'm more confident on stage because I'm not worried about. I don't have anything to prove to myself anymore, dude. It's that's like, it. Yeah. It's all about that confidence because yeah. as soon as you get up on stage and and they can see like, I mean you you, you have like a phys, you can have like a physicality about yourself and you get up on stage and you know you're just you're like. You're you're having fun, yeah. And you're about you know like oh, I'm about to let some some shit drop on you, motherfuckers. You don't even know what the fuck's gonna happen. People are gonna be like, oh shit, what's he about to bring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. Love it's it. a great feeling. Well, I mean that when you when we were going over, uh, we were talking about uh, everybody's time and how much. And I asked you how much time you wanted to do, uh, and you said to me, "Well, I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna do something weird." Like like <laughs> in my head, my little kid of me just started rubbing my hands together. I'm like, I can't wait to see this. I like. Like I like I'm such a huge fan of like seeing people like to me like the ballsiest comedy is the weirdest comedy you know and uh, it's like anecdotal like I do a yeah. lot of anecdotal comedy comedy right because yeah. it's just like let me deep dive because you know I've I've had a, 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 a I, I lived a life so why not let people into that but the people who just go like I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna show you how weird <laughs> I can fucking be and how funny I can make this like that has always appealed to me with the comedy if you ever like if the listeners here if you're listening for com- like comics you want to hear somebody new check out Nick Vatterot he's one of my favorite comics in the world he's from St. Louis I think he's in LA now his set I think on Kimmel yeah. Nick Vatterot's set I think is on Kimmel is fantastic there's a there's another comic who was out of Chicago now in LA named Ian Abramson who did Oh, I've definitely heard of Ian Abramson before. Ian oh, did a set on Conan where yeah. he But wait wait, hold on. Wait, I think I've seen this set. Yeah, so I he, think I've seen this. He set. puts on a dog a dog collar. Oh, okay. He puts a dog collar on his uh, a shock collar on his neck. Oh, I heard about that. And this. then he goes, yeah. "Okay, uh you ma'am," and he hands her the the shock thing. He's like, "So as I'm doing the show, um, if there's something you don't think's funny, just give it a press. And yeah. so she's she goes, let's test it out. And you just see him go, and he just he shakes and he goes, okay, it's working. <laughs> Ian's, Ian's incredible. Like That's I love great. like I heard about this set too. I was just like, I heard, I think I know this one. Yeah, I think yeah. I know this one. Ian Abramson, Nick Vatterot, those are my two favorite comics that are working. Like That's those awesome. are. That's that's who I who's who I want to be are those dudes. That's great. See, and like and, you know, and I, like right now, my my all time favorite com- uh, like comic is Pat Oswalt. Like if it wasn't for Pat Oswalt, and it's funny because when I tell people that, like they're like this, yeah, but you're stylistically you're nothing like him because like when I was a kid, the comics who made the biggest impression on me because I'm from the '80s were Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Kinison, Louis Black, these loud aggressive comics, and I mean. Look, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, there was a lot of problematic shit they were saying, but like as a kid, it was I was very impressionable. It's like Dice was selling out Madison Square Garden. That dude's hilarious. Yeah, that dude's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you consider that he's been working a character the entire time of his career, 
Do, do you know his story? Like the 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 origin of the dice no, character? No. So when he first started out, when he was uh oh god, I forgot his I forgot his actual name. It's a, he, he's a Jew like me, so I, I <laughs> Andrew Jewison. Uh, he would he went up on stage. I can't believe I forgot his name. Yeah. What am I? What am I? Anyway, yeah. He had six characters that he would do, and the one that stood out was dice. And then he just took that ball and ran with it, dude. That, that's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. That dude's awesome. I, I love it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, clearly, pardon, clearly, like you said, there's you know some problematic qualities to it. I totally get you. I I completely recognize that. Yeah. But if you could, if Andrew in, Silverstein. Sorry. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, it. That character like is fuck. I mean, he's hilarious. Yeah. There's no there's no getting around it. That is awesome yeah and you it's like if you watch even his special from 2014 if you like if you are gonna watch it you have to look through it as as the guise of he's playing a character that's lampooning himself do you know what i mean it's just like he's he's you have to look at it through the lens of he's making fun of this archetype yeah and when you see it through that way it's just like okay i mean and true there's a lot of people who are just like oh he's starting a movement no he's not he's laughing at that movement like that's yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely like if yeah. you, yeah, it's like uh, if it's those people like online who are like, uh, you know, I, I identify with the Joker. Okay, if you yeah. really identify with the Joker, there's a, there's a problem. Yeah, upstairs. Absolutely. This is this is a character who is you're you're not supposed to like this character. No, that's exactly what Dice is doing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. He, he's doing it purposely for you not to like. Him, whereas you know, yeah, and it's true. Like people who identify with the Joker, that I I like. It's like I la- I think that I think the 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 stuff that he does like it, it like in the comics or whatever we are way off tangent. <laughs> you know what though? You know what's great about podcasts and this podcast in particular? There's never it's always tangentialized and there's never a fucking focus. That's right. <laughs> I started this off thinking we were gonna like with I started off the idea for the podcast with oh, I'm gonna be talking about food with everybody, but it's like maybe there's four or five episodes where I actually talk <laughs> almost exclusively about food. Uh, most of it has been about comedy, but this is the first one where it's been producer centric so thank you yeah. so much for yeah, that yeah man of yeah, course man um yeah you know fuck what i was gonna say about the joker i just think <laughs> the the joker there's a re- he's a villain yeah 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 he's you know he's he murders you know men women and children at yeah. random and he makes it a stupid pun like that's what fucking that's what he does and of course, there's the one of the origins of the characters is a failed stand-up comic. Yeah, who gets dunked dumped in acid. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> we've comics, all been there. You know, yeah, exactly. I can't think how many times, how many mics I've I've gotten no laughs, and the producer at the mic dumped me in acid. Dumped. Yeah. How many times has this happened to you, Derek? I mean, 30, listen, 40, 50? I mean, are we talking about in the last week? Yeah, geez, yeah. See, this we talking I mean, about? Yeah, it's just like I mean, this is a volume sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, this is not. Oh uh, my gosh, what day is it? Is exactly. it right? <laughs> right. Let me go back, please. Yeah. God, I mean, I'm putting numbers on the board, but not good ones. <laughs> that's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, like Dice is incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no denying it. Everybody, I mean, there's a reason why he's lasted for years and years and years. Absolutely. Sam Kennison, incredible. Like yeah. I, I was just thinking about him the other day. Like, I was in the, I was in my my job. I, I was at work and I was just thinking about like, I work a lot with the public and I was just thinking about how would Sam Kennison like give this device back to? I, I work with electronics and I fix electronics and so yeah. I'm like. How would how would Sam Kennison like 
conduct this uh, interaction, and it would not go well. You know, that's <laughs> Sam Kennison. Yeah. I love his backstory, too. The fact that he's like a preacher, and his wife cheated on him, and he was like, fuck all of this. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Talk about, like, wow, that's, uh, yeah, just a whole life man of God. Dude. And like, but, like, that, look at, look at what that, like, preaching absolutely trained him for stand-up. 100%. Oh, yeah, you're on fucking stage. You're on stage, yeah. That, like, especially, I, I feel like he wasn't, he, like, a, a, what do they call it, like, the handling snakes and the, uh, like, he was a Pentecostal. I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, I think it was, I might be wrong about that, but, like, there was a, I think so, yeah. I it was right, yeah. very much, that, that's the kind of uh, church service where you are in the moment at yeah. all times. You are feeling, it's not like going to the Catholic church or something like that where it's, like, Everything's very staid. Absolutely. We're going to, here's the statue, here's the ceremony. The good, I will say, the good thing about it, going to a Pentecostal church, boy, you are in for a fucking show. Totally. People are going to be rolling and all that shit. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. going to see people speaking in tongues and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, and so many, like, it spawns so many fantastic performers. There's a yeah. band I uh, I like that uh, the, the lead singer was came from that church, and he, like, I mean, he's all over the stage, man. Yeah. Well, our, a lot of a lot of the biggest R and B groups from all time, they got Hell their yeah. start in gospel singing. Like Hell that's yeah. that's just a fact. Like not the whole group. Like individually, they got together. But I mean, their background was in gospel music. Absolutely, and, you know, and it it makes sense. I mean, listen, we're not being super pro church here. I'm not. By the way, I, I I'm a spiritual guy. I have nothing against the church, or I just had some of their followers just take <laughs> things out of out of context and do weird shit with it. Let's yes. be honest. There's, but, a of, uh, there's a lot of fucking ding dongs out there in the church. Absolutely, and they kind of they, they should upgrade their text maybe a little bit. You know, I mean, <laughs> should should it? We're, we're not. Well, oh my god, I was gonna say we're not battling plagues. It's like no, we are. That's, well, we are currently. <laughs> we are apparently. currently. And part of the country's on fire, so we do have the brimstone and fire. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you seem like a fairly optimistic guy, Christian. Let me ask this. How many years do we have left of civilization kind of being a, like this? That's a good question. That's a good question. I just listened to, a, I just finished up, I wrapped up a podcast on the Black Plague and like, uh, like how much that changed society. Yeah. And, you know, I mean. By the way, this pandemic bullshit nothing on the black plate nothing nothing, nothing. Yeah. not even a little bit but it's wild how like even this has like changed i mean the thing that we're doing like comedy has mutated tremendously absolutely oh my that. god totally. It, totally so it's like and even like in like even so in, in the city of st louis you could not before excuse, before the pandemic there was not like open carry before, really, or, 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 but not open carry of, of like liquor and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But when that after it happened, they were like, "Oh, people are you know they just want to buy things to go," and so they're like, "Oh, you know what? The city of St. Louis has been like, okay, you know, we're just going to keep that law. That's fine. Keep doing it." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, oh, that's that we were they were they told uh, a couple of comics told us about that and like, why did they vote that in? Like, what's the what's the reason? To do? I'm just like, oh, that makes all the sense of the world because now these businesses can stay open. And sell their product to people, and guess what? Hey, yeah. economy, guys. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing. It's like, you know, like uh, all this pandemic shit. It it changes everything. Like you, like it's just that's one law that's changed in St. Louis because yeah. of it. And like every, you know, it it mutates fucking, uh, uh, you know, how businesses work, which businesses are going to last, which aren't going to last. Absolutely. Can you keep up with this shit? 
So, you know, so when the, let's see, we had the Delta variant. Let's see, I'm trying to think what's, what comes after D in the Greek alphabet. Is it Gamma? Yeah, so when the Gamma variant comes out, which is ten yeah. times worse than the plague. Yeah. When the Gamma variant comes out, then we're going to be, you know, then we'll, then we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see which, what, what happens then. Uh, but, yeah, like, you know, there's, there's always going to be these little, like, you know, like, like, uh, yeah, these, this, um, yeah, COVID, COVID changes shit, and COVID yeah. has, like, changed how people are doing business. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I, I genuinely believe that, like, bigger companies that had people working from home, they, they probably should look into that, like, wait a second, we could get the same level, if not more productivity from our employees, and not have to pay for this huge space in a downtown area, and the fact that they're telling people, okay, well, now it's time to come back to the office, why would you do that? Like why you just saw that this works and probably works better for your company. You know, do you really care about that lease that bad? Right, exactly. It's yeah. like shit. Like, um Oh no, we got a really good poster. It's a cat. <laughs> it's a cat hanging on a branch and he says hang in there. And that's a cool poster. And I want to make sure my employees see that shit. They gotta see it. Gotta, <laughs> we invested seven dollars in that fucking poster. That's a good poster, guys. Come on. It's all about work culture. Work culture. It's all about it. In there. Listen, we got the free vending machines put in here. There's still cans of RC cola. Come on, guys. Don't yeah. you like the fucking foosball table? Come on. <laughs> it's, it's like you know what I like? I like being at home and seeing my pets and my family. Um, you know what I mean? That's God. what I like. Fucking companies. Guys. Yeah, like like my yeah. uh, my day job. Uh, I, I do a lot of support, like I was saying yeah. earlier, and I was I was able to do that from home for a while. And they called me back, and it was like, I just wish I could be doing this naked right now. I yeah. could be doing this whole shit naked right now. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm like not, why not just just let us be naked at home and doing this stuff. God. You know, I worked at a grocery store during the pandemic, so that was that was fun. So, uh, so again, I was naked I was, work. I was a yeah, exactly naked work. I was a quote unquote hero. I and I've told people this on the podcast before, but I'm going to tell you this: the one of the best days that I had was when that hero shit just passed. I, I'll never forget it. It had to do with avocados, and it was a coworker of mine, and of course, avocados. Of course, yes. Uh, people would come in, and they'd be like, they'd be like, thank you so much for doing this and they would put more money in whatever you know it wasn't a tip jar but it was like whatever the cause was that you know my manager would steal the money from uh yeah so so it's like handicapped kids like thanks okay yeah it's not yeah yeah, that's not a tip jar man that's not a tip jar but thank you for supporting i guess thanks for help the shriners the shriners yeah i guess maybe i don't know yeah Yeah. (laughs) because they're hurting during this pandemic so they would come in and they'd be like this thank you thank you so much for your sir i'm like my service like this i if i couldn't be here i wouldn't be here you know and then i'm in the self-checkout and then uh my i hear the i hear just like a commotion over at the regular uh, registers i look over and say he's like but the avocados were supposed to be 79 cents and i was just like and there it is it took maybe three weeks three weeks and it was just like they're supposed to be 79 cents I'm like oh fuck God you heaven jesus you. Man. come yeah, on now back come on now you can make it you can you can spend that extra 10 10 cents yeah delilah i don't know what her name delilah. is I'm you know what delilah. I, I, delilah works it works it works delilah sounds about right she looked like a delilah she had delilah yes you know delilah knows <laughs> there it is it's like 
you're a hero for you know uh, staying out here and and handling this food for me. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just a guy trying to fucking cake, make some money yeah. and not die. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. By the way, the second unemployment became an option for me, I jumped yeah. all over that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my wife has uh, fully taken advantage of that. Yeah. And it's about to run out. And she's like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, like, I, uh, the way I did it was I tried to budget my money so that hopefully we're, again, knock on wood. I'm not going to do it loudly this time. <laughs> um, I could uh, safely not go back to work until 2022. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, hopefully that's, that works. But I've been a liberal, little liberal with my spending. Um. <laughs> Yeah, all uh, those avocados, Delilah. Listen, Delilah. Listen, avocados are an amazing fruit. They're a fruit, goddammit, If this you is didn't true. know that, this is true. Uh, yeah, but um, man, uh, what was I gonna say about that? Um, well, if you yeah, can like not go back to work yeah. for a while, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, like that's that's the fucking goal. Uh, and your your wife is right for doing. I and you know what that? Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like the federal government should take a look at the fact that so many people are unwilling to leave unemployment because they're getting paid better. Like, I'm getting paid significantly better for not going to work. You know, how about incentivizing going back to work and like, okay, well, rent's ridiculous. Food prices go up all the time. I know this working in a grocery store. They go everything. When we had the last, in in Illinois, when we had the last uh, minimum wage increase, that weekend, didn't take two weeks. That weekend, my produce guy had to swap out all the basic signs for because every single produce item went up. Every single produce item went up. Not just for the week, just permanently went up. Man, yeah. oh man, oh man. Direct correlation. Wow. So, yeah. That's how it works, baby. Yeah. That's how it works. Pay us more. How about may- maybe pay us more so that we don't have, you know, it's just like, oh, okay, well, I don't know. It's like, it's yeah. like, a, it's like a cycle. It's like you're never yeah. ending. It's like, it's like, the food prices go up, and then, then in order to afford it, minimum wage goes up. Yeah, and then, and then eventually, it's like because everybody's making now this. Yeah, it's like food prices will eventually go up, and eventually, you know, we live in a fucking banana republic. Eventually, it's just going to be like every like I would like a banana. Oh, that'll be ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what was that thing from uh, uh, Arrested Development? What's it? It's just a banana, Michael. How much could it cost? Five dollars. <laughs> fucking yeah probably 2022 2022 yeah, yeah. get your bananas in now I mean, there's a lot of things too that are going to go up a price that people don't realize like chocolate we, we're consuming so we're consuming way more chocolate than the world produces really so yeah that's going to huh. be a scarce thing i know helium's like that like yeah, the, yeah. the gas helium we're like almost out of helium wow so uh little talk timmy's... about something we take for granted jesus christ we use it for decoration little timmy's birthday is going to look different it's going to look different yeah all it's the balloons are going to be on the ground yeah yeah you know i mean come on like i'll water we really need to figure out this desalinization shit girl that's that's one thing we need like i genuinely believe that water is going to be the that's going to be your gold of the future you fucking yeah. mad max out here yeah. some shit exactly you know nope. God, I think those movies weren't prophetic enough. Jesus. My uh, my little uh, Honda uh, Honda Fit out there. I'm, I've I've got like a big cow catcher. I'm gonna put up on the front of Dude. it like that. And I've got <laughs> on some, Honda Fit. Mm-hmm. I got like <laughs> some good. AKs. I'm gonna mount up on top yeah. of it. I'm ready. By the way, that was one thing I always met. That okay. First of all, the first Mad Max movie and the rest of them are just they're different because like the first one, they're still somewhat of a civilization. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They're still like they have like they have a, a judicial system. They have diners for some reason, and then the next one, he's eating dog food with his dog. I'm like, how many fucking years fast? Jesus Christ! And and for like a, a a world that is so scarce in gas, like they have figured out how to use the most way more gas than we use ever. Can I? How can I mount something onto this truck? To it's make it make way it, more. It's going to weigh so much more that it's going to require, yeah. like, just hitting the gas on his truck. Just one tap. It's yeah. like 10 bucks. 10 in bucks gas. in gas. Man. In yeah. A, in a gas scarce world. Yeah. And I need a rocket on the back of this fucking thing to push this metal that I put on. Yeah. And can I get a dude up on front playing guitar? Is there any way <laughs> to get a guy Got in. With a, and it was a flame throwing guitar at that. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, but a visually amazing movie. Yeah, Max Fury Road, amazing movie. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you really sit down and think about yeah. it. But you know what? That's a flaming guitar. That's a flaming it's guitar. Fucking badass. Yeah, you don't really need to think about. I'm it. I'm not gonna think like, about yeah. it. It's yeah. fucking awesome. I mean, if you dissect the logic of 99 percent of pop no, culture movies, they make just they fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> that's what makes them fun, though. Yeah, there's there's I. So okay, I just saw this movie recently. Like I love, I unabashedly, unironically love the Fast movies. Yeah, I love them just because of how fantastic. Like especially because every movie and everybody who watches these movies thinks the same thing that I do. So I'm not innovating, but it's just like you remember this was about street racing, right? Every movie you're just like, what kind of crazy shit are they going to do now? They actually finally did something in the last one where I was just like, and I'm out. Oh. I, it was just like oh. it was too much of a shark jump for me. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Man, I didn't. It took ten movies for them to do it because just... Hobbs and Shaw is the other. Right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the offshoot. They had a cyborg in that movie that controls his motorcycle with his brain. I'm like, I'm on board with that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. They do something in this one where I was just like, I fucking can't. I can't wow. anymore. I've I not. I, I haven't seen the latest one, so I have. So don't spoil it for me. But I do love. Uh, I, I love those films. You know that they're fantastic. And yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like fucking. I mean it's anything. Like the, to me, the 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 one that that best exemplifies that shit is uh, the James Bond films. Oh You're yeah. You're supposed to be a spy. Yeah. You're not really trying to call attention to yourself. Yeah, and he's going by his full name. Yeah, in the. Fanciest car possible that has missiles shooting out of it. Yeah, and like, oh man, I'm I'm like high roller at the fucking you know, <laughs> what well, fucking it's it's stupid. It's Paid, stupid, but you know what? Fifty thousand dollar head baccarat. Like, yeah, that's not yeah, that's so inconspicuous. But and you know, but it's a James Bond film. You yeah. know, again, these are and there are elements of those things that are problematic. But fuck, I understand that. But man, yeah. they're James Bond. Take them or leave them. They're they're so stupid. They're they're, they're fantastically stupid. Yes. love them. They are, and they they. I like the ones that are just like they are unabashedly stupid. Like because there's James Bond ones, and they try to oh we're gonna make it serious. Like no, this is a ridiculous character. Why are you ever gonna try? Wasn't to Wasn't there like a voodoo seriously? one? There was like one where he goes to like there was one like like voodoo. Yeah, was it live and let die or something like that. Where there was like. There was like voodoo shit going on, and it's like the dumbest yeah. thing in the world. Moonraker, they go to the fu- they go to fucking space. Like, come on. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Like, all of them are insane. Like, oh, this Aston Martin turns into a submarine. Hell yeah, y- yeah, hell you know? yeah. Oh, because we have the technology. Get the fuck out. It was directed. It's, it's like it was written and directed by a twelve-year-old boy. And totally. as long as you can 
As long as you walk into it like, hey, this is pretty much written, directed by a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. You are on board. On board. Immediately. And by the way, anybody who wants to say that, like, I'll I'll argue to death, like, you know, Michael Bay movies and, and fa- the Fast movies... If you can't, if you tell me that those aren't a form of art, they absolutely of they are. are. Of course okay? they are. are. What they're arguing is that it's not intellectual. And f- what is now at this point? What look, is? I mean, uh, even if you go back and look at the, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, like the uh, the Iliad. If you look at like what is going on in Homer's Iliad, it is a bunch of thugs who get on a boat and just. And go burn down another city. Yeah. Ultimately, at its end, that's what it is. There's yeah. flowery language in there, but yeah. that's what it is. It's a bunch of fucking big thugs who go across the the sea and d- destroy a fucking city. Yeah. Ultimately, ultimately, in you know the fast movies, ultimately it's about a fucking uh, guys in the cars and they're yeah. racing. There is there's more to it than these things. There's, yeah. there's eloquence in both of these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's artistry. There's there's all these things. Of course they are. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Love it. It's and like I, it just it, it's how you choose to enter these things. How am I going to come into this? Yeah. Don't don't fucking don't come into like uh I made a tuna sandwich. Don't yeah. don't get a tuna sandwich thinking you're going to get like whatever, like yeah. fine cuisine. Just walk into something knowing what you're getting. Absolutely. And you're fucking fine. Like when people, like emos. Emos, I had emos yesterday, and uh, people explain to me, it's like, listen, this is like this is like trash St. Louis pizza. But mo- and, they, and even people from St. Louis were saying, yeah. mo- we're, we're, you know, people talk about our pizza, but it's not really that good pizza. I had it, I was just like, would I ever like go out of my way to have it again? No, but I was just like, this is edible. I mean, it's still like tastes fine. Like I'm just like, okay, it's fucking, it's cheese sauce, meat on a crust. I'm okay with like I'm. This is this is great. Like when I do food reviews, I'm more describing the food than telling you whether or not it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, White Castle is my favorite. I love White Castle, but it's also one of the most divisive foods. <laughs> Ever made? I've never heard somebody who's lukewarm about White Castle. Yeah, you either love it or you hate it, and that's part of the appeal to me. It's I a, yeah. both love and hate it, and you I know, love and hate very, it. Very appropriate because I yeah. love I love eating it. Yeah. I love I could never. I love eating White Castle, but as yeah. soon as I do, I'm like, what have I done to myself? Yeah, because I'm about to I'm about to just explode out my ass. Yeah. And that's, by the way, that's the appropriate way to appreciate, <laughs> not enjoy, mind you, appreciate White Castle. Uh, and th- and the reason why I bring that up is because people, and I, fi- I, I I'm finding this with stand-up comedy a lot, and I'm sure you've encountered this before. People have a, the people like being snobs about things, yeah. you know, yeah. and especially, and they like ha- like some, not everybody, but a lot of people have pretension. Uh, or li- like like to like to apply their pretensions to certain things, and especially with comedy, and I've noticed it way more with newer comics than older comics. Um, that it's just like, oh wow, I'm starting to get my my bearings with this thing. Let me be the most judgmental person about this, and it's just like, no, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if somebody asked me right now, do I want to be the next Dave Chappelle or the next Larry the Cable Guy? I want to be the first Derek Strong, first and foremost, okay? But if I had to pick between the two, it's like, what are my goals? Larry the Cable Guy has way more money than Dave Chappelle, 
Okay, <laughs> way more money than he does. So True. if I'm out here for a buck, I absolutely want to be the next Larry the Cable guy. You know, if I want to be revered by my peers, I first of all, I just I never, I if other comedians don't like, they need to talk me up now in order for me to get shows. But if they didn't like me, you know, it's just like they're not the ones buying the ticket. So you know, I mean. If I see a comic who makes a room full of people laugh and everybody's happy and they're fine afterwards, I'm like, okay, they did their fucking job, you know? So that's, that's the thing. Like, I mean, you it's like anything. You you step up, you 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 begin with something and you're like, "Oh, like uh, I'm I'm a painter and I want to be a painter." And like I first I first learned about painting by looking at uh, you know, such and such artist. I'm a young person, I identify with this. This is my thing. And all this other shit is bullshit. Yeah. This is my thing. I love this thing. Everything else is bullshit. And then once you start to get into, like, whatever, being a painter, then you're like, oh, there's, like, shit you have to do to get into it. Yeah. You have to, like, be crafty with this way you're painting stuff. And then as you get a while, you're like, I wanted to be this painter, but I noticed that as I'm learning how to, you know, apply paint, this other artist does yeah. it really good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about, like, I didn't even think about how that artist does it oh okay I, I can appreciate that on that level and that's just the thing it's like these young comics that come in they're like uh oh, i'm hot shit you know i'm the next blah 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 or whatever it is and they're gonna fucking they're gonna try and be that guy yeah and they don't it's just it's just a matter of time uh for once they start to learn like the craft and yeah. get into it it's like uh there is so there's a larger world Absolutely. that you're going to get into. Yeah. It doesn't take long. Yeah. Do like five open mics, and you're going to find so many. You're going to see so many other kinds of comedians. Yeah. That it's like, oh shit, they're doing something that I don't consider. You know, my young young comic considers like the right thing, yeah. but they're getting laughs. Yeah. Oh shit, my whole fucking world's blown up because. Absolutely. That person, they're they're better than me, and they're doing something I don't that I don't think is you know good comedy. Yeah, it just it's it again. It just comes back to what you're saying. Did they get laughs? Yeah. End of story. End of story. If that's End all, it doesn't story. matter. There's a there's a comic. Uh, there was there's a movie uh called Comedian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I saw comedian. that. That was the one that had Seinfeld. Seinfeld. In it. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you just follow his journey, and what's his name? The guy who used to do uh fucking uh. Uh, I can't think. Colin Quinn yeah, yeah. had that thing, and he's like, uh, "It's the cl- stand-up is the closest thing to justice in the world, where all it matters is did they get a laugh? Yeah, that's all that matters. That it simple. doesn't matter if you know, hey, you know, Christian spent three days preparing this set. You yeah. know, he spent three days preparing all this shit. He got up on stage. Christian didn't do well. Derek just came off the street, just started doing stand-up." And he got laughs. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. Yeah. As long as you're getting laughs, you're doing good. Yeah. And it's the skills that you're... And, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, I mean, I, you know, you have more experience than me, but it's, to me it feels like the skills that, you're, that we're trying to hone are, you know, we just want to be able to get, have a better shot at getting those laughs more often. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, and uh, in whatever way that we get it. I mean, there's comedians who I know that are wildly successful on a local level. And also, and again, like, we started this off, like, there's this whole business aspect, too, uh, which I'm getting, which I'm just now getting adjusted to. 
And it's just like, it's like with anything, it's like, I, I got a little dabble in the music business, not, not nowhere near dabble in the music business, but I at least got enough of a, 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 a an eyeful of it where I was reali- where I realized, oh my God, the most talented musicians aren't necessarily the ones that are going to make, like, that was like a world changer for me. The most talented musicians aren't necessarily the ones that are going to make it. Also, you could be a professional musician and never have a top 10 hit ever. You know, there are people who do stand-up comedy for a living. They're comedians. They're professionals, comedians. You might not ever hear of them. They might not get a special. They might not get an agent. They might not get all these other things. And when I realized that, I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let me let me try pursuing this for real, you know? And then uh, yeah. really, really going after it. It's like, like yeah. you, can, you can be a working stiff yeah. as a comedian. Yeah. You know what? It's like, I see, hey, I've, I've been, I'm like, it's like the people are just like, I'm, and this comes back to like being a road comic. That's what a working stiff is for comics. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to get up, go do my shit and go back home, go to bed. Yeah. I do my shit. I go home, go to bed. It's like you, if you, that you can be a working stiff as a comedian. That yeah. is totally, ultimately, if you figure, like, depend on what your goals are, that is a successful comedian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the yeah I think I think I, I think everybody comes in with what their benchmark for success is as and with anything with any trade or mm-hmm. whatever it's just like to me it's just like can I be financially independent with this yeah that's yeah. fucking awesome that's yeah. the way to do it I love that I love yeah. that like there's uh there was a uh, in the uh, uh, Motown there was this uh, group of um, session musicians they called themselves the Wrecking Crew yeah and all they did like every Motown recording it was just like. It's like these like group of like twenty to twenty five guys, and might yeah. have been this ten or this eleven. This group to just switch them out, and they're like on every recording. Yeah, they're financially successful. They're talented musicians, but their names aren't anywhere. Exactly. Yeah, and if they are, it's just in the liner notes. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with Hollywood character actors. You know what I mean? You've seen them like at like uh oh god I I I, I um my brain is. <laughs> It's like I used to. Have, I used to have like a whole list of character actors who yeah. just like who you see them all the time. They're fantastic. Yeah, and it's just like most people don't know their names, but it's just like you've definitely seen them before. There was a. They actually did a documentary about character actors. I was like this. Um, you know that, uh, or you know their face or something. And I think that was the name of it. And uh, they were just talking about character actors who you see hundreds of times and you don't realize like and those you know, folks are like those folks are like they're making money yeah they're getting paid yep and you don't they're not out there they're not you know the the face of the church of scientology or something like that exactly but they're able to get get paid do what they want and you know take yeah. care of business take care of business love it yeah i love it yeah yeah so if you yeah if your goal is to you know to make money doing comedy you know then it's an achievable goal. It's yeah. totally achievable yeah. goal. But it's understand it's like it's a it is it's it's work. Yeah. And the work that that person's doing is going to be different than the work who's like the person who's going to do stand up stand up for like hey, I want to be known. Yeah. Those those are like almost in this way it's like two different career paths. Two different career paths, yeah. yeah. Uh same thing with people like I know somebody who uh uh became a writer and like and wrote for Conan. Like he had a direct peer, uh, uh, a direct path. So it was just like he did it. He 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 put in the work, got himself an agent, uh, submitted the writing packet that he needed to. I'm not the best writer in the world. I know that. That's not the goal that I'm trying to do. But it's just like that's also a career path. You yeah. know what I mean? There. Once I realized how big the world of comedy was, I was just like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. It's wild. Yeah. Every there's yeah. there's like 
Yeah, I mean, these are there's people out there who listen to this who are like, hey, I'm interested in like what comedy is, or I want to see the behind the scenes of comedy. There is like, it depends on what kind of comedy you're talking yeah. about. There's it's you're such looking a broad at range. It's like, hey, I want to know about, I want to know about um, uh, motorcycles. Yeah. Whatever, or or cars, whatever. There's it depends on what kind of car you're talking about. Absolutely. It's yeah. all. It's there. It's a huge range. Well, I mean, and in your career, you know, it spans a couple decades now almost. Uh, uh, you've worn a lot of hats, obviously. You've been a producer, been a performer. Uh, you wrote sketches. Um, I mean, your comfortability on stage was amazing the other day. I was just like, oh, okay. That's, so silly. I th- like, to me, that's also another goal there is just to be able to go out, have fun, and just be that engaging. Like, the, the have fun part to me is the apps. To me, that more important than anything is to have fun. If I'm not having fun, then why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. And so, like you said before, like, that's a big fear is becoming the working stiff comic where it's just like, oh, no, no, no. Whether I'm having fun or not, I still got to do this. Yeah. Uh, so every, everybody has, you know, it, like I said, everybody has very different, you know, a, a, like, reasons why to get into comedy because or you know to get into anything whatever trade it is yeah so me personally um i have a day job uh and it's enough that i don't uh i don't have to worry about uh i'm not i'm not like a road comic i don't have to worry about like oh man if i don't get to tuscaloosa by wednesday i'm not going to get paid meaning i'm not going to eat yeah. You know, there are people who are in that situation. I know a lot of them and like you don't I'm not in that boat and for me that's good. Yeah. Because for me and this is just personally, me I don't ever want to have to be in that situation. I don't yeah. like being that guy who's who's stuck like uh oh my, am, am I going to eat this week? Yeah. I have a day job. It's fine. When I do comedy, I do it cuz I want to. Yeah. And like here's this idea I have. I don't want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to make money. I'm not here to like, uh, I'm not here to become famous. I'm not here to do this or that. I have an idea. I like, I just like comedy and I'm, I don't even care sometimes if somebody else gets credit for things. Yeah. To me. Yeah. But that's me. And like, I'm not, I'm not in this for everybody's in this thing for different reasons. And for me, it's like. I just like to make weird things. Yeah. And ultimately, I just like to see, I like to see other performers get the opportunity to do things that otherwise maybe they wouldn't have the opportunity to do. Yeah. So like when I do History Mystery, it's like I give comics an opportunity to write something. Yeah. That they're like, oh, or or some, to, to, to do something that maybe they wrote. Like, it's like, hey, Derek, we're doing this show. You know, do you want to be involved? And Derek's like, oh, if I do this show as a historical figure, you know, I had this thing about what if, whatever, you know, what if Thomas Jefferson was whatever, you know, like this thing that I've had in the back of my head for a while, this dumb idea I've had for a while. Now I can explore that. I can do that. Yeah. And like, there have been a number of comics who I've done this show with and they're like, oh man. I'm now like I've I've one comic in St. Louis who a number of times has performed as uh, I can't think of Hitler's girlfriend, <laughs> whatever I can't remember what Ava her name Braun. Is. Ava Braun like yeah. a number of times uh, she's performed as Ava Braun just on or just like done things as her. There's a comic who like did uh, um, who's the, again my brain is I don't know why my brain's not working. Uh, Jack the Ripper. Oh wow, he performed okay. as Jack the Ripper and then he's like 
oh, this opened up other doors for me. This in my head. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, and it, it like helped him do other stuff. And that's cool. I just like seeing people do things that otherwise they may not have the opportunity to do. Exactly. And so for me, that's what I get out of it. And I mean, and, I like that. And yeah, it's like <laughs> for our comic, it's like great because it's like this is a great writing exercise. This is, and like you said, it's going to open it up. And yeah. thank you, by the way, for providing a show that it would actually do that and facilitate <laughs> that. We have a show in Chicago called Campfire Stories, and the whole goal of that is just you're telling a story for eight to ten minutes, and uh, that's another perfect example. I actually uh, one of the bits that I did, one of the chunks that I did last night, my whole chunk about Philadelphia came from doing that show. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I love that shit. I yeah. love that shit. Because it's if because if you're a comic, you have to be able to well, not I'm I'm going to I'm going to you oftentimes need to be able to like sit down and talk about a subject that maybe you you're not like, hey, this isn't something I naturally talk about. Yeah. You know? You yeah. know, oftentimes there are a lot of comics I've known who man, they're just they could be talking about anything and they can just, you know, whatever. They just get up like straight up walk off the street, get up on stage, and they're just like, uh, they just have natural personality, and right? Yeah. But those folks are going to have trouble if they're like, uh, they're in a situation that maybe they're not like totally used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, hey, you kind of have to be able to be in any situation. you got to be funny. Yeah. And like... Figure I, out I, your ins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that shit. So like, yeah. so so that's, that's what I get out of it. I got out of comedy. I like seeing people like uh open up yeah and i also like it's funny you should mention that because that's like me that's why i love hosting open mics like you know it's the most thankless job in stand-up comedy but to me it's like i've literally seen people go from day one to day 100 and just see the develop the development of them and you know in a selfish way it helps me in terms of development because i'm like Oh, okay. So it's just like they're th- they're doing things or they're trying things out at this point. Maybe I could try things out now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and yeah. also, I mean, it benefits you because one, you're like, oh man, I didn't even. You're getting to see somebody, like you just said, you're getting to see somebody do, you know, like fresh eyes. Yeah. You're getting that opportunity because it, it's easy for a stand up to like, oh man, this is my set. This is my act. Okay, I'm going to refine this again. I'm going to make this little tweak, this little tweak, this little tweak. But when you see like a, a stand-up, a, a new open mic, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I get to, oh, I never even thought about that before. Yeah. And also the good thing about running open mic, which is the very most thankless job in comedy, Yeah. is you're, you are helping facilitate comics down the road. So like three years from now, four years from now, that comic who is brand new and currently is like oh man man that guy Derek he's so awesome he runs that open mic oh he helped me so much you're putting little coins into a piggy bank yeah and that like two years from now three years from now when let's say that comic yeah is way up here yeah yeah, yeah. and you're like oh you know what I can make a little withdrawal hey you know (laughs) what hey uh, you know, what's your name? You're now over in LA. Do you uh, remember? I'm Derek. I helped you do that show. Oh, Derek, you're so cool. Thanks yeah, yeah. so much. How can I help you? That's what it's all about. I've been running shows for so long that like now comics are all, all over the place, LA, New York, stuff like that. So if I want to do something, I can just reach out to that person. You have the point of contact right there. You already have the relationship. The yeah. Rapport. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's the thing. Like that job that you're doing of running a mic, yeah. or putting shows together 
even like even putting together a regular uh like uh showcase yeah that itself is again it's can almost be fucking thankless yeah but once you're doing I, that doing, work, I do two a monthly and a weekly Jesus it's, uh, yeah it's like you're again it's just it's just coins in a piggy bank yeah. that eventually you're gonna you're gonna be able to make those withdrawals from absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, well, that's the best the part. Best way of looking at it. Uh, where are we at time wise? Just curious. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, a good a good amount. <laughs> a good, a yeah, good but, amount. I, I don't even know. I don't, it's not even showing me minutes here. It says twenty five oh one. Oh yeah, know. but that's because we took the uh, we have it in different stages. So oh yeah, we can sense. go back and you know. Ch- that's uh, fine. Well, I can I easily mean, fix that. Well, I figure you know we've been we've been jabbering for a little bit. We've been having a, a good time here. Everybody who's listening, hit me up, Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Gmail, Facebook, Instagram. You guys know what to do. By the way, my Gmail it's getting dusty, guys. Hit up the Gmail. Send me send me a limerick. Do people write <laughs> limericks anymore? I want to know what that man from Nantucket is doing right now. What's the modern era of the man from Nantucket? Uh, Epic Cheat Day Podcast. I've been with Christian Lawrence in St. Louis. Real quick, I just want to tell my listeners because they're like this. Dude, Epic Cheat Day Podcast, you're in one of the fattest cities in the world. What did you eat? I ate something called a triple pig over at uh, Beast Butcher's Block. Uh, It's a barbecue restaurant. It is pig three ways. You have fried pig skin dunked in barbecue sauce, fried ribs, holy shit, and uh, uh, a cheddar worth sausage, mm. and they throw it on top of of uh, potato salad. Guys, if you like food, come to this. Get some T-Ravs. Get some T-Ravs. Oh, man. If they could just put that in a fucking slop bucket mm-hmm. and throw sauce on there, and don't even give me a fork. Just give me a ladle. And I could just ladle these fucking things into my mouth. I would do it, but yeah. So, and if you're if you're in St. Louis, folks, and uh, and next time you're back in St. Louis for dessert, you have to get gooey butter cake. Gooey butter cake. I've had good. Okay. I'm, I'm steering clear of those types of desserts now, but I've had gooey butter cake yeah. before. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I, I, you know, what? let's dive into this one a little bit. I here's the best way to describe gooey butter cake. Okay, imagine if a pound cake brutally violently face fucked a brownie okay and jizzed everywhere and they still contained it into a dense square and then every time you bite it you feel like you're drilling a new cavity into your molar that's what gooey butter cake is it's awesome oh my god so (laughs) good so good it's they've somehow figured out a way to make butter more buttery yeah, that's exactly delicious. what it is. Yeah. Sweet, buttery butter. Buttery butter in a congealed mass that, uh, yeah. it's it, I, Okay, maybe I made it sound horrible, but it's <laughs> fucking amazing. Basically, basically, imagine if you had a butter cake brownie. And that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Man, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I had to get I had to get uh very descriptive. They like the descriptive parts mm. of this. Uh, yeah, uh, if you're in St. Louis, uh yeah, T Ravs, uh pork steaks. St. Louis is known for that. Get it get I pork saw that on a menu. Okay, next time I'm here, I'm getting it. Pork yeah. steaks. That's pork the one. steaks. That's Fuck the one. yeah. And what else? What else can you tell them yeah. to, to uh, get into? Yeah. So you need toast rev- uh, toast ravioli, the classics, uh, uh gooey butter cake, uh, uh pork steaks. Um 
you need to get uh yeah so we're talking about emos. oh and slingers we talked yeah, about slingers. slingers yeah emos pizza it is so okay don't come in don't come in to, to emos pizza thinking you're going to get new york style pizza you're not going to yeah. it's going it is something different come into come come to emos pizza with fresh eyes yeah. understand that it's not what you expect yeah, and as long as you can come in on that spot, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, um, that's how I was, by the way, with deep dish. Like to this day, like I yeah. like deep dish, but yeah. I don't consider it pizza. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I'm from New York, I, that's pizza, and Chicago makes a quiche. Yeah, they, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like don't don't expect that. And when you come into Chicago pizza, it's Chicago in quotes pizza. That's yeah. it is what it is. That's fine. It yeah. is it is like it's like just a loaf of bread with some toppings on top yeah. of it. Yeah, and, fa- and that's okay. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you need to get, uh, while you're in town, uh, uh, Fitz's Root Beer. Very, very good. Fitz's Root Beer, okay. Uh, St. Louis used, like, a turn of the century was a big brewery brewery town. Uh, so there's a number of breweries. Hit up as many of those as you can. We Obviously, we're at Schlafly Alpha. Schlafly is a, a big yeah. one. Uh, there's a, not as many as Milwaukee, but, like, just under that. There's a lot of little independent breweries all over the place um go to blueberry hill go to blueberry hill while you're here uh that is the spot like there's it's a great uh restaurant venues it's like diner plus oh okay so good so good uh and it's that's what chuck berry performed for years and years and years and years and years and years and years Oh yeah, didn't he yeah. write about Blueberry Hill? I, I feel like he did. I, I don't know if he did a. He might have. He yeah. might have. He's he was. It was incredible, and that spot that spot's incredible. They have some of the best burgers in St. Louis. Oh, love it. Yeah, St. Louis is kind of like. It's kind of like I call it like. It's kind of like diet New Orleans, <laughs> because it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like the South. But it's also kind of like the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. So and like the Mardi Gras here is good. It's not. It's not. It's like the second best Mardi Gras. So because like people come to New Orleans, but they're like, if you can't do that one, people come from all over the world for St. Louis's New Orleans. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's like uh, when in, on the East Coast, it's like Baltimore is like a hybrid between like, you know, New England and the South. So it's like you go there and you'll, you'll hear like a ma- same thing in like parts of Philly, too. You hear a mash of the uh, dialects just get mm-hmm. pounded together and you're like, oh, OK. And like you'll see like, you know, the through line there. Well, thank you, Christian, so much for uh, for having me as a guest in your home for doing the show Guys, Chicago strong style comedy should be coming to another city. Uh, we'll keep everybody updated, and thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Derek.